You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, February 21st. I'm Portia Cook, your news director. And I, along with Lee Zempel, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, hear about new closures due to construction in the Lori Student Center and campus news with Lee Zempel. And hear about how the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force is cracking down on drug-related offenses with their latest bust with me and local news. Later on in the show, Bailey Liverman sits down with music artist Odie Lay to talk about everything from her recent tour to her musical beginnings. And with that, let's move right into campus news with Lee Zempel. I'm Lee Zimpel, and these are your campus news updates. The upper level of the CSU bookstore is closed as of Monday this week as new sections of the Lori Student Center are under renovation. A big portion of the outdoor area northeast of the LSC, which is just north of the plaza, will also be closed starting March 6th. If your routine walk through campus is interrupted by the closure of these northeast doors, you can expect detours until the rest of the semester. These sections are expected to reopen in May by spring commencement. There will still be a path that'll take pedestrians between the LSC Plaza and the Northeastern parking lots, though, and access to services normally done on the upper level of the bookstore will remain available downstairs. According to CSU Source News, the entire LSC renovation project is expected to be done in time for the start of the next academic year. CSU Parking and Transportation Services is rehauling their transportation demand management plan for larger numbers of students in the upcoming decade. They've shifted their focus to adding more choices for students while also prioritizing access and safety. CSU has been working alongside the city of Fort Collins to improve transportation overall with similar goals of choice, equity, and convenience. Some long-term goals of CSU's plan is to increase the number of max transit bus lines, increase bus frequency, and add options for communities that are currently lacking in transportation access. While many students don't have a car and depend on these transportation options, student suggestions are highly welcome. The Parking and Transportation Services will be collecting community input for the next couple of weeks. You can find out more about how to get involved on the PTS website as well as the Collegian. That's all for your campus news. I'm Lee Zimpel. Up next, hear about how the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force is cracking down on drug-related offenses. This and more in local news with Portia Cook. In local news, Poudre School District schools will be closed tomorrow, Wednesday, February 22nd. In a text message to parents, the district said the decision to close schools is due to predicted inclement weather that is scheduled to take place. Per the district, tomorrow's school closure is not a remote learning day. Alpha Best before and after school care will also be closed. Those with children in a PSD school are advised to check their email with further details regarding the closure. Additional information can also be found at psdschools.org. As for Colorado State University, at this time, the campus will remain open. However, this can change at any time. All updates and alerts about weather closures can be found online at safety.colostate.edu. Stay tuned later on in the broadcast. I will be going over what you can expect for weather here in Fort Collins. In other local news, the Northern Colorado Drug Task Force is cracking down on drug-related offenses with their latest buses last week. According to a Larimer County press release, on February 17th, NCDTF arrested seven people and recovered distribution amounts of fentanyl and methamphetamine from a Fort Collins home in the 2500 block of South Shield Street in Fort Collins. 
The two-month-long investigation concluded with recovering distribution amounts of dangerous drugs, stolen property, and counterfeit currency. As a result, seven individuals in connection to the bust were taken into custody on various misdemeanor and felony charges. All seven individuals are currently being held in the Larimer County Jail. The investigation is ongoing. Anyone with additional information who has not already spoken to law enforcement can contact the drug tip hotline at 970-416-2560. Additional information as well as the mugshots of those arrested can be found online at larimercounty.gov. Larimer County Jail is busy and not in a good way. In the same jail where the seven drug bus suspects are being held, another woman is being accused of stealing a Fort Collins police officer's gun and barricading herself inside the jail area. 38-year-old Patricia Rodriguez was in custody at the Larimer County Jail after being accused of shoplifting. Shortly after 4 o'clock p.m. on February 19th, Rodriguez was being transported through one of the jail's vehicle bays, and after slipping from the handcuffs, she accessed the arresting officer's handgun. Rodriguez attempted to take the officer hostage. However, he escaped to the inside of the secured booking area of the jail. Rodriguez then barricaded herself in a police vehicle and refused to come out. After using numerous less lethal tools at approximately 7.30 p.m. the same day, Rodriguez exited the vehicle, was evaluated by medical personnel, and booked into the Larimer County Jail on various felony charges included aggravated robbery and attempted second-degree kidnapping. In other local news, the 8th Judicial District Critical Incident Response Team, or CERT, has been activated to investigate a traffic collision that resulted in the death of a suspect stopped by Larimer County Police. On February 18th at 9.15 p.m., Larimer County Sheriff's Office deputies conducted a traffic stop on a 2012 Ford Fusion with no tags traveling northbound on I-25 near the Mountain Vista exit. Upon contacting the vehicle, the adult male suspect provided a fake name to deputies, prompting them to ask the suspect to step out of the vehicle. Upon doing so, the suspect ran from deputies toward the interstate, where he was then struck by a passing vehicle. The suspect was transported to an area hospital where he was then pronounced deceased. The name of the deceased will be released at a later time. I am Portia Cook and that's all for your local news. Up next, break down preconceived notions and prejudices about others through an international human library coming to Fort Collins. This and more with me and events news after the break. KCSU thanks Tribal Rights for their underwriting support. Tribal Rights is a full custom tattoo and body piercing studio and jewelry boutique located close to campus on College Avenue. Tribal Rights prides itself on service, artistic expression, and jewelry selection. To schedule an appointment, call 970-221-9712 or go to tribalrightstattoo.com.
In events news, break down preconceived notions and prejudices about others through an international human library coming to Fort Collins. The International Human Library, or Human Book, will be at the Fort Collins Museum of Discovery from 2 to 5 p.m. starting Sunday, February 26th. The program allows participants or readers the opportunity to check out four human books, each told through the experience of volunteer community members. The hope is for you to engage in conversations about their unique stories, particularly through their experiences in Fort Collins regarding their identity. One of the volunteers who wrote one of the human books is Karen Wong, who immigrated to the United States as a young child. In a City of Fort Collins press release, Wong said, quote, I volunteered for this because for me, it's about giving back to the community in any way I can. I know it sounds cheesy, but I would like to be a tool for others to any immigrant coming to the United States and to leave a legacy for my loved ones, end quote. Wong went on to say, I am trying to amplify my voice for the Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and to tell my story. Admission to the Human Library event is no cost, however, space is limited. Participants can register at fcmod.org slash humanlibrary.com and Spanish language interpretation will be available as well. The program does contain adult themes, meaning an adult caregiver must always accompany youth participants. In entertainment news, a new entertainment venue may soon be headed to Midtown Fort Collins. While still in its early stages, the $10 million venue is proposed to sit at 193 West Boardwalk Drive on vacant land on the southeast corner of Boardwalk and Mason Street. This is just across from the Olive Garden on South College. The venue is set to be two stories and includes a third-level rooftop terrace. So what's next? Well, a hybrid neighborhood meeting to discuss the venue's proposal will occur on March 1st from 7 to 7.30 p.m. at the IBMC Fort Collins campus located at 3824 South Mason Street, Suite 100. Virtual meeting information will be posted 48 hours before the meeting online at fcgov.com slash development review slash proposals. And that is all for your events and entertainment news. Up next, an episode of the KCSU Music Podcast, where Bailey Liverman sits down with musical artist Odie Lay to talk about everything from her recent tour to her musical beginnings. On this episode of KCSU's Music Podcast, KCSU's Bailey Liverman got the chance to sit down with artist Odie Lee and interview her following the release of her new EP, How Did It Seem to You? We hope you enjoy listening. How did you start in music? I taught myself to play guitar whenever I was like 13. I just like sat down in front of the office desktop in my parents' house, right? And... I think the first song I taught myself to play was The Only Exception by Paramore. Like I just sat in front of the computer in front of the tabs and like learned an E minor and learned a G. But then I really fell off from that. Like it, it didn't stick. I didn't like really take music seriously until the pandemic. I went on a road trip with a friend of mine and they just have such like passion for music. And I was like, what am I doing? I should get back into this. I I enjoyed it whenever I did it. I'm proud of 13 year old me for like putting in the work so that I can have more fun now. So was it easier once you got like restarted to um, 
like go back to what you learned when you were younger and like have like a little bit of a foundation rather than like learning from scratch definitely teaching yourself how to play any instrument is super hard and like everything is so difficult whenever you're younger you have more time energy and passion to put into learning something like that so i knew the basics which was really really nice learning the most simple things whenever i was young made it a lot easier and also only knowing the basics i think is like a strength because sometimes if you know too much you're worried about doing it the right way and if you're worried about doing it the right way you have all these restrictions on yourself and you're less likely to like experiment and discover something fun and new and weird and like that's my favorite thing to do yeah that's so cool uh what music did you like grow up listening to like what was playing like around the house like what did your parents listen to the first album I ever bought was Hampton the Hamster, Hamster <laughs> Dance album. It's a fantastic album. Actually, give it a listen now. Really, really unique music in there. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really feel like I grew up around a lot of music. My parents aren't super musical people, I guess. I grew up in church, so I was around a lot of choir and praise band and that kind of stuff. I remember sitting in my car seat driving to my grandparents' house and my mom would always play this Sugarland album. That was also my first concert. I love Sugarland. That album holds a special place in my heart. Yeah, a lot of Sugarland, a lot of Michael Jackson. That's really about it. Those were the two things we listened to growing up. Michael Jackson, Sugarland, and choir. <laughs> what are your main influences now when it comes to the music that you make? I'm definitely the most influenced by the people who do it their own way. Connie Converse is like a huge source of inspiration for me. Honestly, her music was like the jumping off point to me making my own music. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was on this road trip with my friend, they put on Two Tall Mountains by Connie Converse and my jaw dropped. I was like, I didn't realize that music could be this. Like, I didn't realize that a song doesn't have to have the parts that we're used to hearing now. Music doesn't have to be overproduced. It can just be a story that you're telling and that can be just as compelling. So that really like opened up a a whole world for me once I heard her music. What I love about folk music is that it's like music by the people for the people, very DIY, so many incredible like finger picking musicians like Mississippi John Hurt and Elizabeth Cotton. Elizabeth Cotton especially is just such a cool story, you know, like playing the guitar upside down. It's so cool. And I think that that's definitely where I find the most inspiration because again, it's so easy to get like caught up in doing something the right way. And then that can be so limiting. It's just like, have fun, make music, like make something sound the way you feel. I think that that's like what music should be. And that's what I try to do with my music. Yeah, for sure. It comes through. I think the most like compelling music is um, when you can tell the artist like has something to say and when they're like trying to make music for themselves and not for like an audience and not to be like palatable. And I think your music comes through in a way that like you can tell it's like so like for you that it's palatable to everyone else. Thank you. It's it's really funny. This EP that I just released, most of those songs 
when I wrote them, I was just like, this is way too embarrassing for me to ever share with anyone. (laughs) Writing those songs were such like personal discovery moments. I found that the things that make me feel the most insecure and nervous, like those songs are the ones that people connect with the most because they're the most vulnerable. They're the most real. And I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, it is dope. Um, Our station manager actually... Her like top song of the year so far is Nine Lives. Oh my goodness, that's so cool. Thank yeah, you. she plays it on like every one of her shows, I think. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. So what was where was the EP recorded and like what was the process like for that? So it was recorded in a couple different places. Some of it in like bits and pieces. So a month or two I recorded in my trailer. I just, I've never written a song like this before. I just like got the guitar part. I recorded the guitar part. I put that on loop and I just kind of like built the vocals off of that, which was really cool, really fun. Um, All like the weird percussion at the end of crop circles was just like me banging on my trailer. Um, (laughs) Take Back was recorded in Miami on Miami Beach, which was a funny thing to happen. I was... I don't know. I don't want to get into that story. That's a long story, but <laughs> Take Back. Take Back's a very special song to me. It really like represents me taking back my time. Like I really yeah. like manifested yeah. that for myself, you know? So some of it was recorded in my trailer. Some of it was recorded at my friend's aunt's Airbnb in Miami Beach. Some of it was recorded at my friend's house in New Orleans. And then some of it was recorded at my old producer's house in Virginia. That's awesome. Um, I noticed that there's some orchestra instruments in uh, the EP. Is there a backstory to that? I just like dramatics. I don't know what it is about me every, not every time, but so many times I'll write a song, I'll record it. And I'm like, and we need strings. We need strings on this. There needs to be strings. I don't know why I feel this way, but so often I'm just like, it just, oh, there's just something so, so special about like the way strings are played. It just feels like human. It just, oh, it just touches me in such a way. I don't even know. I love it. I totally understand that. And especially like folk music with like strings over it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the Gregory Allen Isakov with the Colorado Symphony album. Like it's kind of I've never heard it. Oh my god, you it's like one of my favorite albums of ever. It's so great. You should listen to it. I'll check it out. Uh you should. Um, what are your favorite songs from the EP? I think a month or two is really special. I like the way it was produced as well. I love putting like weird little Easter eggs in my songs. Mm -hmm. If you listen to a month or two closely, you'll hear like a little bit of like crowd noise, like crowd chatter. Yes. And I took that from a video I took at this party where like I got in a big fight with the person that I wrote the song about. (laughs) And so I love just like, yeah, putting little Easter eggs in because I just I wanted it to feel. And I think that's obviously why I use the orchestra in it too i just i wanted it to feel really dramatic and i wanted it to like put you in a place and so i just i love putting little like easter eggs in there and it also like keeps it for me you know so i love a month or two i really love all the songs i think habits held is a really cool song i'm really proud of the songwriting on that one and 
I mean, every single song, there's like a line or two where I'm just like, how did I write that? Like, truly, my songwriting process is really just like me playing guitar and talking and just seeing what comes out. And sometimes I really surprise myself, but I, I can't, I can't pick a favorite. They're all so special. What are your favorite songs of all time? I'm not going to make you pick one because that's me, oh. but like a couple. Oh, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that. it's such a hard question. Um, oh, let me think. Or even like albums oh, or. <laughs> okay. I love Fiona Apple's The Alder Wheel album. I found it whenever I was like 14, 15, I think. It just like opened up this world of music for me. That was another moment where I was like, wow, like music can really be anything. I just, I really love when albums and songs like make you sit in that person's world, you know? And I think that Fiona Apple is like, especially now, incredibly good at making you feel like you're in that room and you're in that space and you're sharing that moment. And I think that's just so incredible. So yeah, the Outer Wheel album, so good so amazing it's not like a fun listen like it's not like good upbeat music but it's just like a constant source of inspiration yeah that's so sick that is such a good album um what have you been listening to lately weird stuff let me think the way i listen to music is like kind of absurd i just like pick one or two or three songs and i just loop them over and over and over again i do that too so right now I'm listening to Buck Up by Carzy Blanton. So good. I've never heard it. So I'll good. check it out for sure. It's incredible. And then I'm also really, really into Rosalia's album, Moto Mommy. Oh, that's another <laughs> absolutely insane production piece. Like, oh, I love that album. Who are some of your favorite up and coming artists? I got to shout out my friends, Olive for Plug. Sure. And Kevin Atwater, it has been so amazing becoming friends with other singer-songwriters. Like, the joy I get every time Kevin texts me and sends me a song he's just written is just, like, unparalleled. It's just so great to hear all of us working on these songs and just, like, watching all of us grow together and, like, grow in, in different directions, but also, like still being in the same world it's so cool so yeah favorite up and coming artists kevin i want all the plug got to no, shout out my sure. friends i think it's yeah. so cool how like tiktok has um like done this weird thing for music that i don't think has ever like happened really before and of course like i can't do an interview with you without asking um about tiktok and how was your experience like coming into prominence through tiktok It's been great. I really do feel so lucky for that platform. I never, I never would have released music had I not gotten on TikTok. And the reason I got on TikTok was because I was living with these two like rappers and DJs and they started a competition. (laughs) Yeah, they started a competition to see who could blow up on TikTok first, but they didn't include me in the competition. And I was like, y'all know, y'all didn't include me because you knew I would win. So I posted a song. It surprisingly did well. And then I posted another song and that song was Ronnie's song. And here we are. And it's just really crazy. Yeah, that's insane. So you obviously won the competition. Yeah. 
I think I think we've decided that. No one's ever <laughs> said it, but I don't really think it needs to be said. Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to like rub it in their faces too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so lots of your TikToks are filmed outside. Um, what is your connection to like nature and the outdoors? Not great. I am I don't know why I like come up do I come across as like an outdoorsy person? A little bit, I'm not gonna lie. No. No. <laughs> not that into it. I get sunburned so easy. I grew up in South Louisiana. Like we don't go outside. There is yeah. nothing to enjoy about the outdoors. Like the memories I have as a kid playing outside always involve me stepping in a fire ant pile. Yeah, like, me too. I didn't realize that people enjoyed the outdoors and like they actually really enjoyed it until I went to the Pacific Northwest and I was walking yeah. around literally picking fruit from trees and I was like, y'all jerks life can be so beautiful and yeah. that's not to say that you know south louisiana doesn't have like incredibly beautiful nature and ecosystems it's just like mm -hmm. a completely different relationship we have with the outdoors like you can't go outside at night unless you want to get bit by a million mosquitoes and so mm -hmm. you have to cover yourself in poison and then go outside my great-grandfather was a craw fisherman. He would always like come back with these crazy stories about like, man, it's just going into the swamp. You are just fighting the elements. Living out For here, sure. going outside, you are just, it's you against the world. And that's my relationship with the outdoors. I film outside because it's really hot in my house and it's cooler outside sometimes, <laughs> but I'm really not like, you'll never find me on a hike. Unless I'm like trying to impress someone. <laughs> no, I understand that. I grew up in Texas and I didn't like really understand how being in the outdoors was like cool until I moved to Colorado where it's not so hot all the time. Yeah, it's so crazy. But okay, but Colorado is so dry. Like I go That's there true. and my face falls off. Like I don't understand how people live out there. No, it's, um, you have to really adapt to like the dry air and stuff, but worth it, I would say. What are some of your plans for the future? So obviously I just released my first EP, which is like super fun and exciting. Um, I just yeah. spent a month house sitting for a friend, like in the middle of the woods in Tennessee. And I've recorded like a bunch of new songs that I'm really, really excited about. So Sick. definitely more music, new music, more touring, which I'm really, really excited about. Just like plans for the future, continue to grow, continue to meet people, continue to get better at making music, continue to make more music. What is your Zodiac sign and how do you think that affects the music that you make? All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not like super into astrology, but like I used to be friends with people who were super into it. So I'm a sun in Cancer, moon in Scorpio, Libra rising. I think that just means that I'm like emotional and dramatic. And all of that is very true. I really am. I feel so much all the time. And I feel like being a musician, you're just like pouring out your emotions all the time. And I think that that helps, you know, like yeah, for sure. I feel a lot. I'm emotional. I'm dramatic. I have a lot of 
I have a lot of things to say and I have a lot of like feelings that I need to get out. Is that caused by my son in cancer? I don't know. But (laughs) if it is, thank you. No, for sure. Uh, So we talked about your first concert that you ever went to. What's like your favorite? Oh, there is a LCD sound system cover band in New Orleans (laughs) called LSD Clown System. They're all clowns and they just, they just throw a good show. They just, they put on a great party. It's always so much fun. I love to go see them play. I'm, I'm such a fan of the, of the clowns. No, yeah, for sure. That's sounds really interesting and like fun. It's so fun. They're so good. Like I just love concerts that are a full experience i love a theme i'm from louisiana like i love a party i love a theme i love a costume required event that's what i'm into (laughs) no for sure love them that's like the best part of uh halloween what did you dress up as for halloween and then after that what's your favorite thanksgiving food this year i was a sexy swamp monster oh hell yeah yes so i had (laughs) I was at Goodwill and they had one of those like hunting suits like covered in Mm -hmm. moss. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy that. So I bought it because, you know, I live in New Orleans. We have so many opportunities to wear costumes. I'm just Mm -hmm. constantly buying the most random crap. And I always end up using it. I always end up wearing it at some point during the, the, the year. But yeah, I bought this like moss suit and then I cut it into assless chaps (laughs) <laughs> and I was just, yeah Halloween I was a sexy swamp monster and then my favorite Thanksgiving food cornbread dressing people yeah. don't have that in Colorado and I miss it so much what no they just have the regular bread stuffing and it's different it's not as good you not as good I'm not into that yeah. no I'm not into it either but uh whenever I go home I'm like grandma you mean we some corporate stuffing, please? Yeah, it's so good. My family it's has so like good. the weirdest recipe for it. There's like boiled eggs in it. It sounds weird. You just gotta trust it. You just gotta trust. No, the that's process. how mine is. There's also my family's is too. There's no recipe. Everyone's just like pouring things, and it, it always <laughs> yeah. turns out amazing. It's so good. Yeah, thank you so much for um, doing an interview. Is there anything you want to plug before we end off? I'm playing in Denver. <laughs> on december 10th really at globe hall Mm -hmm. oh my god i'll be there very exciting stuff so i guess that's really what i have to plug i'll be playing at denver globe hall december 10th i'm really excited i'm just excited to get back on the road play some shows meet people it's so fun i really just love it yeah that's so awesome well thank you so much for letting me interview you Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was great. Thank you for listening. That was Odie Lay. If you'd like to listen to more podcasts like this one, check out KCSU-FM slash podcast, our Spotify KCSU-FM, or stream us on air at 90.5 FM. Have a great day. Hey you, yeah you. 
Hi, I'm Destiny Thurman. And did you know KCSU covers more than just music? Tune into the KCSU Sports Block from 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Thursdays, our KCSU sports staff host our longest-running sports show, Ramblers. Ramblers digs into all the sports drama, hot takes, and predictions with an emphasis on CSU sports. Hear what all the <clears throat> trash talk is about Monday to Thursday on KCSU. KCSU always has and always will bring you sports. My name is Eliza Drotar. This is your RMR Sports Report. In men's basketball, the news, the team is now 12 and 15 with their most recent win against Fresno State, 60 to 57. Their next matches this week will be against the 20th ranked San Diego State and Wyoming. In women's basketball news, the team is now 18 and 9 with their most recent win being against Air Force, where they took the win 67 to 64. Their next matches this week are also against Wyoming in Laramie. In women's swim and dive, the team finished their season 8-0-1 and taking 7th in the Mountain West Championship. They will be competing in the NCAA Championship Zone Diving Meet in March. In track and field, the team will be finishing up their season in the Mountain West Conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico, then heading off to the NCAA Championships also in Albuquerque before starting the outdoor track and field season at late March in Pueblo. And finally, in women's softball news, the team is now 7-3 and on a four-game winning streak after taking on Cal Baptist in Riverside, California. They will be beginning the Texas State Tournament this week where they will be facing off against UT Arlington, Texas State, Kansas, and UTSA. The team will be starting their season in Fort Collins on March 17th against San Diego State. My name is Eliza Drotar. This has been your RMR Sports Report. Do you want to build skills in fundraising and donor relations? Get involved with the development department at KCSU.
I'm Portia Cook with your Fort Collins weather forecast for today, Tuesday, February 16th. I don't know about you, but I loved the slightly warmer weather Fort Collins gave us today. Hold on to those warm feelings, though, because it is about to get cold. As for today, we did see some intervals of clouds and sunshine in the morning with more clouds later on in the day. Winds are sitting right at southeast, going 5 to 10 miles per hour with a high of 51 degrees. Tonight, you can expect temps to drop quite a bit to a high of 15 degrees with a 100% chance of rain and snow showers accumulating 1 to 3 inches. Wednesday stays about the same with a high of 19 degrees and a 90% chance of snow. Wednesday, you will also want to watch for a winter storm warning that can go into effect later Wednesday night. As for Wednesday night, temps will drop to a low of negative 9 degrees with a 50% chance of snow. And for Thursday, Thursday is giving us partly cloudy skies in the morning that will give way to sunny skies during the late afternoon. You can expect a few snow flurries and snow showers possible throughout the day with a high of 13 degrees and winds moving southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. As for the remainder of the week, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU Weather Report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank our volunteer, Lee Zempel, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. So thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.